Welcome back for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Today's guest is Jonathan Grzybowski. He is a rogue risk taker turned entrepreneur and national thought leader in digital marketing and branding. You guys are going to love the concept that he's managed to create a business around. I can't wait to share it with you. He's the co-founder of Penji, which is an on-demand graphic design membership, and they say it's without limitations. I'm going to have to ask you about that. Uh, Penji helps you achieve more with unlimited graphic design and limited revisions at a flat monthly fee on a really easy-to-use platform. Um, Jonathan, thank you for being a guest on the podcast today. Michelle, it's an honor. I'm excited to, to hang out, talk some biz, and uh, provide some value, hopefully, to the people listening and watching. Absolutely. Well, and you are also the host of the number one business podcast, the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast. Tell me a little bit about that. That is a really intriguing title. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you got the damn in your in your title. So that definitely is <laughs> is uh, you know, provocative, so to speak. Um, but uh, the, the podcast was really created before a lot before Penji actually, um, and. It was to help me cure blindness in business. Mm. And we've all had those blind spots. We all have those questions. We all have those, those doubts, whatever. Mm-hmm. It and then also entrepreneurship is extremely lonely. So I create the podcast for two things. Number one, to, to have new friends, mm-hmm. to make new friends. Um, and then number two, to be able to cure the lonely, the, to, to cure the blindness in, in myself. Mm. And what I've realized over the years of two and a half years of running this podcast it's not about me anymore, you know, and it's about the other person about how can, how can we help the listener? I'm sure you're, you're similar to that too. How can we help the listeners um, get out of their blindness and not me get out of my own blindness? Well, so that, that leads me to an interesting question. I'm just going to jump right in here. What do you see as the biggest blind spots that entrepreneurs have? Because I think you're right. We do. We all have blind spots where we either don't see something or we don't see it clearly. So what do you see as the biggest ones come up? Uh, I would say it's a lot of like internal, like Mm -hmm. mental things. Um, I, I'd say that one of the most important thing is like your ego, Mm -hmm. um, getting out of your own way, I think is incredibly important. Um, ego is such a huge aspect to business. Um, and yeah, it, it, like what I found interesting was when you're, um, when you're in business, you, a lot of times you're by yourself, you're in your own head. And a lot of times you make decisions that aren't necessarily best for yourself and they're not best for moving the business forward. And a lot of it is just like egocentric ideas because you came up with it and you're not listening to your people, whatever it may yeah. be. And I feel as if that as an entrepreneur, you are a servant to the people that you surround yourself with mm-hmm. and you are a servant to your, to your, to your team. That's why you hired them. We have a, a group of 35 people here at Penji. And so for me to say that I know it all, I'm foolish and I have the luxury of actually having people, mm-hmm. but you might have the luxury of, of, of just yourself. So if you do have just yourself, find a way to like have a mentor, you know, have somebody that you can bounce ideas with to get a second opinion. Yeah, having those connections to people that you trust enough to be able to kind of let the ego go for a minute and listen to what they're actually telling you is is invaluable in helping you make better decisions. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah it's it's very very important. Um, I think ego is probably the biggest thing that people, mm-hmm. the reason why businesses fail. 
Um, and I'd say that a second thing that, that why um, you know, that we could all be doing better is just that aspect of execution. It sounds really silly, and a lot of people say it, but we do so much, so many. Um, we spend so much time thinking about the perfect process, yeah. uh, and if we just took take away just a couple minutes of that process thinking, and then more, cre- think more critically about the the execution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could, a lot of businesses could be more successful than what they already are now. That's a great point, you know, and that kind of goes into what you've managed to do. Uh, And I'll come back to the question I usually start with, which is what inspired you to start your business. But you went from zero to 200 plus customers in six months in your business. Mm -hmm. And I know you mentioned that at that point, it was like, okay, how do we make a cohesive, scalable process for this? Um, You've got a problem that you had like a growth explosion with what you do. So what did you do to apply that idea of stepping back and looking at the execution and looking at it more strategically? Yeah. um, You know, I think for the first, the first uh, six months have been um, a lot of just unscalable processes. And so it was just like, go, 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 do, 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 do. Um, and there was no method to the madness. And then what we realized is once we hit a certain point that there needs to be a method to the madness, mm-hmm. um, you need to be able to track things down, be more scalable, find out what's working, what's not working. Is the script that you're using, is that good? How many people, I, I'm, I'm speaking fastly here, but these are the things that you need to think about. Yeah. And we didn't do that in the very beginning, mm. which was shame on us. Um, but it was, it was a huge learning experience, yeah. um, that allowed us to get to where we are today. Now we are, uh, we track everything. So how many emails go out a day? How, how are the ads doing? Mm-hmm. What scripts are working? Um, what is the, what is the, the, the ROI of me talking to you right now and being on your show? Mm-hmm. Um, everything is tracked to the minute detail and even like why customers are canceling. Where did the customers come from? We're an online based business. So if you go to penji.co, you can sign up to be a member right now and there's no conversation that needs to be had. So if we find out where our customers are coming from, how long they're staying, what they're doing while they're a customer, while they're a member, um, Mm -hmm. all these things apply directly to your business that you can apply to your marketing. And then once you figure out that lane, you go all in on that one lane and then you'll start seeing, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 X on, on your return on your investment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what was the main lane or marketing tactic that worked for you guys to get those 200 customers in six months? Cause that's a really great growth rate. Yeah. So, um, it's really interesting, and I wish we figured this out sooner, and it wasn't until not too long ago that we have that epiphany. I, uh, we live in, we live in, I live in Camden, and I work in Camden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is literally, it's that way. <laughs> like, the point I'm, I'm pointing now is Philadelphia is that way, and it is very close. So, literally, it's my building, the Delaware River, and it's Philadelphia, Okay. So I'd say like I can see Philadelphia as soon as I go upstairs to my roof and it's like perfect, beautiful view. I didn't realize that our first 100 customers, 200 customers and so on and so forth. And our next 500, I'm sitting in a, uh, on a perch, so to speak. And I'm looking at all of our hundred customers, our 500 customers right there. 
So the way that we got our first hundred customers and particular 200 customers was using our network. Okay. We, uh, we, for the past, um, prior to Penji, we were a digital marketing agency. Okay. And we were networking every single day. We were networking and going out to our mm-hmm. audience uh, to like random events, you know, like events that I, I would never personally, no offense to them, but I probably wouldn't go now because just the people that are there, but we went to every single event mm-hmm. and built a network of people an email base, Facebook friends, et cetera. And then we surveyed them mm-hmm. and we said, Hey, if we create something like this, would you partake and buy it? Mm-hmm. And the short answer to that question is yes. We gained validation that it's a product that people want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once we created it, we said, all right, we bought it where we created it. Will you buy it? And then they uh, bought it. So that was mm-hmm. like a good chunk of our, of our customer base. Um, and I would recommend that to anybody that is starting a business is get that data. That's a great approach to find out. Is this actually a viable idea? Cause like you said, in business, our ego is our blind spot. So often we're like, well, I think it's a great idea. I don't care if anybody else agrees I'm doing this. And then we find out either the idea needed adjusted or we weren't marketing it, phrasing it, messaging it quite the right way to connect with people. And you've got to be not married to your own words and your own language. Um, I love that you guys, you know, did the ground networking to be able to turn that into clients. I think, yeah. uh, like you said a minute ago, sometimes it's maybe not the most scalable process or not the perfect thing. And if we let ourselves get so busy thinking about, well, but I could do it differently, this would be the optimum, then we never actually get out there and do it. And we don't learn what that process is that works. The beauty is in the ugly. Um, mm. So like when you do things, it's like, like the beauty and, and, and behind Penji is all the hard work. Like we're scrappy people. Like I'll just be honest. Like we are scrappy people at Penji and it's not in like a negative way, but we are constantly just like, we're pushing, we're pushing the needle forward at any, even if it's like by a smidge, because every day isn't going to be perfect. Right. right. So I'm not sitting here uh, talking to you today and saying that like, it was all, it was all rainbows and unicorns. Cause it definitely wasn't, but we always found a way that even if it, even if we had setbacks, we still ended the day with a slight, mm-hmm. a slight push forward. That's a really great perspective to keep because I like that phrase too. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. I'm sure everybody listening uh, can identify with that. When you're in business, there are ups and downs and there's moments that ego flares up or you think, why did I do that? You know, we all have those. But if at the end of the day, you can look at it and go, I move the needle forward a little bit. That's what works is just that constant forward progress. So let's, let's talk about Penji for a minute because you have a, a unique concept that's one of those things that most people might go, no, you can't do that. Yeah, a lot of people say that. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, um, you're doing it. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people say, like, it's impossible. And, and I'm just like, well, that makes me more excited knowing that you think it's impossible. <laughs> um, so... So we, uh, as mentioned before, we were an agency and mm-hmm. every time that we worked with our clients, all of our clients said that we were really good at graphic design Okay. and we did web design and app design and, and development. And we're like, we were a full service marketing firm. Uh-huh. What we realized is that when we were in that company, that we didn't solve a large enough problem. 
And as an agency, one of the hardest things to do is to find a dependable graphic designer that works for your business at all hours of the day. So we're like, okay, what if this is possible? Can we make this possible? And um, I'll just recap a quick trip, but we went on a trip to Vietnam and then the idea was created uh, in a coffee shop. And when we came back, we immediately applied the, the idea and how it's possible. If you send a hundred graphic design requests, it's not feasible for us to do them all in one day. Mm-hmm. So our customers, our members, what they do is we work on one to two to whatever projects that they want at a given time, depending upon their mm-hmm. price point. So our base model is $349 and we work on one project at a time. Mm-hmm. And once that first project is done, then we'll move on to the next one. Okay. And for anybody listening who has no idea here what the concept is, Penji does unlimited graphic designs for a flat monthly fee. So you choose a service level and they just keep designing graphics for you. And you're not having to deal with the whole, let me get a quote, find out how much this is going to cost and how much this is going to cost and all of the stuff you normally deal with when you hire a graphic designer. Because I found the same thing you have. It's hard to find somebody reliable who's available consistently, because if they're any good, they're booked like crazy. And if you're waiting, you don't mind waiting six months, you can probably have them get it done eventually at a very high cost six months from now. Um, So you guys approach this with a totally different look at what could be possible. So if I sign up for your service package, the way that it works is I can send you one project at a time. You guys get that back to me and then we work on another one. Yeah, so okay. uh, Michelle, so Michelle, you're a great host, and thank you for reeling me back in uh, to answer the full question. <laughs> um, it's a it's a true testament to to you as a as a as a host of the show of a podcast. Great job. Um, so the way it works, you sign up for Penji, you put your credit card in, and you immediately get met with this beautiful back end platform, and you can submit all of your design requests. So you can mm-hmm. actually submit logo, business card. Facebook content, social media content, and it could be queued up to a hundred, right? Okay. Um, again, we would do one at a time. So once that logo is done, we'll move on to the next one. Once the so I just create my wish list and you guys just go through granting wishes. And exactly. Yeah. And cool. we literally just keep going, going and going. And sometimes yeah, we do as much as we can in the month, but then whatever we don't do that month, uh-huh. we go to the next month and we'll do it again. And then the cycle keeps continuing and so on and so forth. That is really a, a different approach to having graphics design done. Yeah, it is. I, we think it's the way that graphics design should be done because when you are in a business, right, there, if you get a quote, if you get 10 people and you super survey 10 people to get a quote for you for like, say a logo, you're going to get 11 different types of quotes, <laughs> even if you're asking 10 people. <laughs> So it'll be like, well, this person is going to charge $125 an hour and this person is going to charge $500 an hour. And then another person might just charge a flat fee of, you know, whatever. What we did was because we were an agency, we figured out all of the design inefficiencies that happen in business and design. um, And that's primarily on the communication level. So we solved the problem of communication and we solved the problem of revisions and we pass all of the saving onto our customers. I love that. It seems like one of the keys to this is you've really found a way to scale certain pieces of it that an individual would really struggle to do, but because you have a team in place for it, you're able to approach it differently. And technology, yeah. 
That's uh, awesome. So what, what inspired it? I know energy for ourselves. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Really. This was yeah. you solving a problem that you guys were running into. Exactly. And I think for a business, um, whatever business that you're in, you need to find a, a problem that uh, you need to find a solution to a problem that you care so that much about um, to us in our old business. We didn't care about that. We didn't have a big enough problem. Now mm-hmm. we have a legitimate problem that we're solving, which is graphic design. And we used Penji internally ourselves first mm-hmm. and we didn't know the, what it could be. We were literally just using this as like, okay, where there's a new revision, make a change. And we were just making these changes as we go along internally. Mm-hmm. And then one day we it realized, we realized that like, wow, this could actually serve a larger uh, community and can actually help people. Um, so we use this else first and then we realized, wow, like a lot of other people are having the same problem too with graphic design. Um, how can we fix it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something that I know so many of my clients struggle with because it is true. Like you said, first of all, just trying to get all your details together, you think, okay, I got my brief written. I'm ready to go with this project. You send it out for quotes and you get so many different things back and you've got to track down all those people and, you know, connect with them. And then you're going through all of their feedback and are they a good fit and all the different pricing things that you can't even figure out what kind of calculus was used to come up with a pricing. (laughs) Um, It can be overwhelming. It can. Yeah. Yeah. There is no calculus really. It's just like whatever they feel like in that moment. Um, Yeah. We're just trying to make it easier for people. Uh, because you need to focus on your business. You need to get more sales. Like a lot of the people that we're working with are the sales aspect of the company. So if you can just either like, say you're doing your own personal branding, if you could focus even just a couple of more hours focusing on like that one extra phone call that you could put into the week, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, or maybe you just don't want to, you don't feel as if that your business needs to hire an internal designer and go through the process of, onboarding them because it costs a lot of money to do that. And it also costs a lot of money to hire somebody Um, for a flat fee. We can do the job when we're just as qualified. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things that so often I think when we're looking to scale and grow and trying to figure out what position do we hire? Who do we bring in first? um, Being in this particular period in time is amazing because you can, instead of having to bring on a full-time employee, find solutions like this where you go, okay, what I actually need is just somebody to get these projects done. Who can I outsource this piece to? And the, I think interesting thing to me with the way you guys are set up is, you know, we're talking about the problem from, from the perspective of the business owner, but from the perspective of clients that I've had that are creatives, that do design work, that do logos, they don't like the marketing part and the having to create the proposals and all of that stuff. So you put creatives in a position where they can do just what they want to do, which is one project at a time, be creative, design something amazing. I would imagine you probably have a very happy staff over there. <laughs> yeah, I th- I'd say so. I think that's the really cool part about Penji, um, that there's how much fun we're having here. Um, we're a really tight knit group. We're the type of people that like, we all eat lunch together. Um, we have fun together. We are later today. We're, we're celebrating. We're having a surprise. I could say this because he's not going to, he's not going to see it in time. We're having a surprise <laughs> birthday party for, uh, our co-founder. And so, awesome. yeah, I mean, we're really, we're a really tight knit group. Um, so I'd say that we're, we're happy. Of course, like 
there's a lot of troubles, uh, trials and tribulations that we have to go through, but that's, that's every business. But I think the minute that you're able to solve a large enough problem, that's when the fun really happens. Um, and I, and I can say that that's, that's our mission. That's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. You know, my favorite clients to work with, my favorite people to interview uh, and just surround myself with are people whose business ideas came out of this is a problem. We're going to solve it. Um, Because when you come up with your business that way, you mean you know exactly how to handle your marketing and your messaging because you understand what it feels like to have had that problem and solved it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I also want to bring up a point about what you mentioned about uh, creatives. Mm -hmm. A lot of our customer base are creatives. And I do want to at least make and mention that we're not competing. Uh, This is a new concept of business. And we're not competing with the, the creatives. We're the, the extended team of the creative. And so if that creative doesn't feel like designing for their clients because they want to do other things, or maybe they just need help to get rid of like the unwanted, uh, low-level, low-tier type of design work, mm-hmm. that's a perfect, a perfect way to say, hey, maybe you could use Penji for your business. Okay. And I noticed you guys also have like an agency package. So you're working not just with, you know, individual companies, but you actually offer agency agreements that people can sign up with you for. Yeah, we're like an agency's agency. So a lot of our base is um, a lot of our customers are actually agencies. So companies like you know, like Reebok or companies Mm -hmm. like um, 1-800-Flowers or Pet Boys, like they don't I mean, now they do because I'm saying it, but they don't know that we're working with them. The agencies are working with them. Like the, it's, ah. they're giving us the work and we're working with them because of that. That's um, got to be pretty cool to watch the clients that get brought in through other clients. It is cool. It is awesome. Um, yeah, it's just fun. It's just cool to see like the, the people that are responding and they're saying like, wow, this is awesome. Um, you see, you've, you've heard that before, like as an agency, you heard it before, mm-hmm. but you don't see how much it impacts them because like what we worked with, like a lot of large businesses and like when you're helping a corporate fortune 500 company, um, it helps the, the corporates, but now we're at a, a level where we're helping the small business. We're helping the person that is working their butts off in the trenches, taking grenades and just like there we're with you along that journey. That's, and that's really a piece that I think as businesses grow, you've got to start to look at how do, you, how do you shift things around so you are scalable beyond just you delivering all of the product or service in your business. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is, solutions like this are a great way to plug into that. So I know I've kind of looked through your portfolio. You guys have done some work for some really big brands. What's been your favorite project? Um. It's really hard to say. I'd say that like the ones I've, so we, a lot of, I'll, I'll, I'll share this story. When we first started, we originally thought that startups would be the perfect, like core demographic of clients that okay. NG and we were so wrong, like astronomically wrong. Huh. And what we found was that the print on demand community which if anybody that has no idea what that is, it's basically people who uh, design t-shirts 
and then take t-shirt designs and then submit them to publication or websites like um, Merch by Amazon, Redbubble, right. Etsy, uh, TeePublic, you know, all these other, other websites. And, um, and then they make money off of each sale. Uh-huh. So I'd say that like some of the creative t-shirt ideas that we've drawn, like one was uh, mm-hmm. a dinosaur eating, uh, eating chicken finger, uh, eating chicken nuggets. But instead of it being chicken nuggets, it was actually chicken, like a real chicken. So it simulated like, you know, the <laughs> ketchup slash, you know, blood, whatever you want to call oh, it. And then, like, all the chickens on the ground, like going crazy and running wild. Um, I say that like those are really cool because it's so a, a far-fetched idea that like us reading something and then applying it to a crazy t-shirt idea and then that selling, I, I think that's, that's cool. Um, I, that's the first one that comes to my mind, I'd say, is like that type of stuff. That's got to be fun for your team when you guys get projects like that to work on. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. even thought about that. That is an application, but that makes total sense for people into that type of e-commerce. Yeah, no, it's cool. Awesome. Again, it's some. I didn't even know print on demand existed until, um, I say six uh, six months or so ago. <laughs> yeah, six six to nine months ago. Yeah, well, and that's that's a great example too of of what we were talking about earlier. Of sometimes we're we're blind in a sense to certain opportunities that are out there, and when they appear, we've got to go. Oh, let me shift this direction and pivot a little bit to take advantage of those things as they come up. That's that's a great application for this this platform. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's um, a couple more questions here before we wrap. So, what has been the biggest lesson you've taken away from shifting into a different type of business? Because that's one thing that I know a lot of my listeners have done or are in the process of either they're stepping into a new project or they're shifting things around. They're kind of just diving into a new business. And I know we mentioned at the beginning that you've been a risk taker with the things you've gone after. What's the biggest lesson that you'd say you've learned from it? Mm, I think I've learned more about myself. Um, I think that I've just become more fearless as a person. Mm. Um, I also realized that, like, I don't care about what other people think of me um, because I know that what I'm doing is helping other people. And so even if it's necessarily uh, people question exactly what, you know, uh, I guess I like on social media, um, like, wow, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. That's crazy. Um, I know that it's the right thing. And I think I learned more about myself that, uh, as a leader, I'd say one of the biggest areas of opportunity that I have gotten better and need to get better at is that idea of leadership. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of things that I've done that as we went from 10 people, to 35 you need to be able to like it's you're on stage 24 mm-hmm. 7 and yeah. what you say and what you do has weight to it more so than it ever has before in my entire life so you can't you know be as simple as like it, like the action items right like just small little things that you just can't do anymore because you're under that microscope and you need to be able to be the leader that people trust and people understand. And it goes, starts with who you are, how you carry yourself, what you say, what you do, how you represent the company on a podcast interview, whatever it is. Um, 
there's a lot of pressure in that, but for me, I love it. You know, I love that stuff. Um, and I'm proud to be the person I am today and still I'm not where I want to be. Maybe uh, just yet, but I know that every day I'm learning something new about myself. And that to me is, is very rewarding. Absolutely. That's a fantastic perspective to have. Yeah. And I think, I think for a lot of us, that's one thing that I have conversations with listeners all the time. And they're like, I didn't realize how much personal growth would have to happen when I got into my own business and started mm-hmm. doing my own thing. Um, so that, that leads me to, to another question that might be a little bit tougher, um, but I think it'll be really valuable for people listening. The business model you do have, uh, it's a little bit controversial, I'm sure. So I would imagine on social media, you do get feedback that's both, wow, this is amazing. I can't wait. I want this. Where do I sign up? And are you crazy? What are you doing? Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. How do you handle the negative part of the feedback or the not understanding what you do? Like what goes through your mind and what's your approach to dealing with that kind of thing? It's really simple. I don't even listen to it. Um, and I know it sounds silly, but like, you know, we can de- defend it all we want. Um, but at the end of the day, like, why would I try and change somebody's opinion when they're not the right customer anyways? The people that understand it are the ones that I'm trying to go after. They're the ones that we're trying to sell to. So if somebody doesn't understand it, um, number one, they didn't do enough time uh, to read the website. They didn't uh, spend enough time. They don't want to invest in, they don't want to invest in that aspect of the business because it's not a large enough need for them. And so Mm -hmm. like, I don't even like no offense to them. I'm sure they're great, but why should I have a conversation? Um, If I were to, and if we were to focus just all of our energy on that one particular person or that one particular group of people that we know in full confidence and, and, uh, and if we invest $10 that we're going to get a 50 return, um, that's where we're going to spend our time. So we know full heartedly who are the types of people that we're looking for. And we know what to say to them. We know uh, where they are, what they what they like, how they hang out, like all that stuff. We know that information, and mm-hmm. so we're just going all in on that one singular, you know, core group of demographics that we know understands this type of uh, business. I hope everybody listening caught that and wrote that down. <laughs> when you have people like that that you run into, they are not your customer. It's okay to put blinders on and like Jonathan just said, go all in with the group that is. Love them like crazy and don't worry about what else is being said or what else is going on out there. Um, that was a fantastic takeaway from, from a tough question. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I do that. want to say I am very respectful for the people that don't get it. Um, but I'll shake their hands and I'll say, hey, you know, it's okay. <laughs> there's There's... I think a point where we all reach in business where we realize there are smart places to invest our time and there are less smart places to mm-hmm. invest our time. And it's one of those things that, yeah, you could spend hours trying to convince somebody, but if you have to coerce and convince somebody into working with you, you're just going to have to drag them along as a client. That is exactly. not a good fit for, for anybody, for them or for us. So 
That's a yeah. great perspective to keep. And, and I'll give you one more thing just real quick because I think this is really important and something I'm still learning to this day is when for us, this is just from our business. So I, I can tell you full heartedly that this will not apply to you, but it applies to me specifically and at least maybe one other person that's listening. So I'm talking to that person in particular. We are an e-commerce based business. And the minute that somebody asks for a meeting to explain mm. what we do, don't take the meeting because they're not going to be a customer for it. Like you'll get the money, like you'll get the money right there. Like there's a hundred percent chance that you'll get that money. You, you'll get that contract because they need it. But think of that time that you could have invested in getting 10 other customers that are just like the one that you just met. Like, yes, it sounds good to be a great opportunity. Like you really want to meet that person because you love that interpersonal relationship. But what are you losing by meeting that person, you might be gaining a good friend. So there is a possibility there, but I, I caution you in what there you might be, you might lose more than you gain. Yeah. It's easy to overlook opportunity cost when it comes to some of those situations. That's a great reminder. Yeah. Love that. And I think that'll probably resonate with more than one listener who's had that situation. You know, it's, it's important to have those boundaries and know who is an ideal client in your business? How do you know them when you see them? Yeah. Um, and being open to, like you said, with the e-commerce, the t-shirt and print-on-demand industry, if a new ideal client comes in, are you awake? Are you paying attention so you see them and can attract more of them as well? Exactly. Yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, for those of you listening who are, are listening to the conversation, would love to know more about Jonathan and his team's perspective on things, on what they teach, what they do, uh, check out his website at Penji, it's P-E-N-J-I dot co, C-O, and click Learning Center because you will find a wealth of information. You guys have some fantastic articles on, on your blog, Um about everything from how to work with people who you're outsourcing design to, to um, how to promote and market your business. You've got like a, a wealth of content there. Yeah. And it is just getting started. Um, we have some really, really cool stuff that yeah. is about to be released. Um, stuff that I can't even, when is this going live? Oh, uh, probably in about two weeks, two weeks. Okay. Mid August. I can't say it, but I'll tell you after it, but stay, <laughs> stay tuned. We have an awesome thing that we're about to launch and it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And I do have to say this final, final caveat when it comes to like who we are, not only do we do this work, right? We do unlimited graphic design, flat monthly rate, et cetera, but we also give back to our community and we hire inner city youth in the city of Camden and give them job opportunities. Um, people who don't look like me, people who don't have a Polish name, they might have a, a slight, um, you know, ethnicity to the name, or they may not be from this region, but they are hardworking. From the city of Camden and their students here or residents. So we hire inner city youth. We hire students from the city of Camden. And it's something that I'm so proud of. We have a very diverse team. Um, and it, awesome. it's a joy to be able to work with, you know, people who just come from all different walks of life, whether it's, you know, Muslim or Catholic and white and African-American and you know, whatever it is. It's just, it's that to me is, 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 
just as rewarding as helping uh, and solving a problem in business. You know, that's great because especially for something like a creative team, when you have that diversity of perspective, of culture, of understanding, it makes everybody on the team stronger with the ability to both learn to see other perspectives and to bring those together into some of the projects that you guys do. That is really great. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So for anybody who is wondering, uh, you can go to penji.co and there's a, a little chat box on the bottom corner of their page. If you're listening to this and thinking that sounds great and I have a question, go reach out to them, have a conversation, find out what they might be able to do for you. Because if your business is, is anything like mine, getting your graphics done <laughs> It's taking up probably more of your time than it needs to. And you may really want to look at whether this is a good solution for you and for what you need in your business. So uh, check that out. Again, it's penji.co. You'll see a link near the video or the audio, wherever you're watching it. And make sure you check, uh, check out Jonathan's podcast. Again, it's called the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, and uh, click subscribe while you're there because as you can see from this particular episode, he's got a lot of perspective and wisdom to share on on how to approach some of those challenging things in your business. Jonathan, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and sharing what your journey's been like. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. It's awesome. All right. So those of you listening, please hit subscribe, rate, review, like us wherever you are watching or listening to this today and come back for the next episode of The Art of Giving a Damn.